The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, the Undisputed Era has arrived. You have the 25 days of Christmas. Impact's going to have the 25 days of releases. I send it you to deletions! Yeah! It's, uh, it's hashtag alpha versus omega. Let's just say hashtag aroused. <laughs> no, you're going to step in that ring, and you're going to be looking at me eye to eye, and you're going to realize you ain't got a chance. Thank God we don't have to talk about it anymore because she got that cancer out of there. Sean stole my answer. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. Dakota, after what Sheena did to you out there, can we get an update on your condition? I mean, what do you want to know? It, it sucks and it hurts. I don't know what Sheena's trying to prove. I mean, she wants to be this dominant force. But she's just coming across as a bully. And to be honest, I don't know what's wrong with my arm. I mean, we're going to get some x-rays and see. But it hurts. And it can't be good. So... Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the back. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Deezer. Ladies and gents, that's right. It's time again for Wrestling to the Max. This is episode 281, not 181, 281, part two. (laughs) That's right. I almost went back in time, but it's not time for the DeLorean. It's time to go forward, guys, and we are excited because this is a great episode. We've got lots of content to throw at you, plenty of quick hits. Trust me, the wrestling world of news blew up in our face, and we've got a lot to get through tonight. And we're also going to talk some Impact Wrestling. we got a stack show. We're super excited about it and hey for everyone out there who hasn't done it already make sure you go check us out everywhere we are w2mnet.com is a big place we are with a lot of other friends and other great podcasts go check out that site for all the great wrestling podcasts you can handle and a lot more over there as well and hey go subscribe rate and review over at wrestling of the max or the w2m network whatever one you choose make sure you go hit that subscribe button because you'll get all of our great content wherever you download podcasts from and hey Make sure you hit that rate and review button. That also gives us a little bit of help. Let people see us out there with some exposure with those five-star ratings you give us. And also give us your comments. We want to see what you think about the shows. And big love has to go out to 411mania.com and last word on prowrestling.com. Both are great supporters of ours, so let's go support them. I am your host, Gary Vaughn. And along with me is my trio's tag team partners, Mr. Paul Leeser. Heyo. And Mr. Sean Garmer. Hey, oh, man, you know, imagine if we really could be uh, part of a trio's tag team. We'd be kicking everybody's ass. That's right. I think we already are, Sean. 
I think we are. <laughs> and I'm glad you're here tonight. I know we missed you for a couple of episodes. A lot have been going on with you. Uh, you had to handle that national championship game over there for college football. You've had a lot of stuff going on. The soccer podcast is moving forward as soccer continues to be. My, uh, my you know. phone also hates me sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, it randomly decided it wants to be on silent or... It, I forget that it's not charging and it's sitting there in the bed so it gets muffled and you don't hear anything. And I'll wake up at like 4 a.m. like, ah, damn it, man. Uh, well, that sucks. I dismissed it again. <laughs> so, uh, But I'm well, glad we have this rule so you guys aren't sitting here waiting, you know, days or whatever. And it's like, hey, what's going on with the show? Oh. Sean, the idiot, keeps falling asleep. So, <laughs> you know, at least you're still getting something, even though I'm, I'm not there. So that's good. Gary's on to us. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'm not far behind. Probably, I'm getting older as the daytime, and everything just goes by me. So, oh yeah, I get tired quicker, and that's what bums me out. It scares me too. I'm like you guys. I mean, sometimes around the time we start to get this show going, I'm already like, man, I could have totally, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So I don't know yeah. how we used to do it before when we'd like be up at like five <laughs> or something, like. Yeah, it's, it's I true. look at our like four years ago selves or whatever, and go, "What's wrong with us? <laughs> what were you thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> but you live and you learn, guys. And now, once again, we've had to make new rules for ourselves, and just to kind of continue on and go on. And hey, we're we're still a little nuts, but we get through it. And I'm really excited all three of us are on the show tonight we're gonna have a lot of fun a lot of cool stuff to talk about so why delay it we've got plenty of news topics to get into let's go ahead and jump into some quick hits it's time for wrestling news quick hits you may fire when ready gary aim and go Oh, let's go ahead oh, and God. talk about telling Gary to fire when ready. <laughs> <laughs> that has way too many connotations. There. I gotta try to vary this up. I tell Gary to take away all the time. I gotta find some new stuff. Yeah, it happens. You know, it's just now you brought me back to that hashtag aroused, and I am hashtag o face. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were gonna get through the show with that one. <laughs> oh no! Never, never, never. Let's start this thing out by talking a little TV rights and some TV deals. That's how fun is that? Sounds interesting, doesn't it? Well, it does because WWE, you know, they're getting closer to being done with their contract with the USA Network, which is NBC Universal, who is the parent company, and uh, they are looking at possibly not having WWE because WWE could possibly hit the Fox Sports Network. Yeah, that's true. It could happen. You know, Fox has this deal with the UFC currently, which will be up, and if they don't re-sign UFC, they've got a lot of dead space on their whole schedule, FS1 and FS2. They need content, and so WB could definitely fill it. They could be a big deal, and that's uh, really, honestly, something that I think Fox Sports is really interested in if they don't have UFC. This is a big deal. There's a possibility. This is not fact or official, but there could be this in the works. Uh, Paul, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this? 
This is actually very, very interesting because, uh, for one, UFC does make up a whole ton of Fox Sports podcast or broadcasting. Wow, broadcasting right now. Um, so if they leave, they have a huge hole to fill, and they have to scramble to sort of find it. And with them making all this money off the Disney deal, with them selling off all those assets and the debt and all that stuff, they have a lot of money to work with. So there's even talks that not only would they sign WWE, but if, if the price is right for Vince, um, he might just sell the whole thing to him or, or keep selling off the small pieces like he's been doing recently or stuff like that, you know. So uh, not only is that all up in the air, but there's talk, too, that if they move to Fox that – they would air on the main Fox channel, so they would be on non-cable. They would be on Channel 4. Um, that's uh, at least here in, in Dallas. Uh, that's that's our Channel 4. Um, and they would be back to two hours because they air the news at 10, which I feel that is a huge deal. Raw not on cable television is, is a big, big deal. Yeah, and then you'd, you'd also have presumably SmackDown as well. So you're having both your big shows, Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, you'd have your direct competitor still with uh, Money Not Football and all that, but then you're also getting to compete on network. So you'd, just, you'd be getting, I mean, a huge chunk of uh, viewers. Uh, you'd hope that that also means that they would get some kind of top tier where the, you know, cause uh, Miami, at least where I live here, you know, there's obviously soccer is different than wrestling, but there's also the, the thing that, you know, wrestling may not be something that people, every local affiliate wants to be showing at, you know, these prime hours. Uh, we have this problem where, you know, they're supposed to be showing this soccer game. And sometimes it's even like the U S women are supposed mm-hmm. to be on. And, the Miami affiliate chooses to show something else, and they don't show the game at all. So I wonder what would happen with wrestling if you would get local affiliates to go, yeah, we don't want that mm-hmm. on our local affiliate at, you know, 8-10 or, you know, 9-11 on uh, – well, it would be 8-10, obviously, on both because of the news thing you just mentioned. But still, like, I wonder if there would be local affiliates to go, yeah, we're just not – not dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's the thing, too, about not airing on the cable network where you don't have that option if they go wearing it on FS1 and you're just going to have to deal with it. Fox, it becomes a local thing and they can go, well, we don't want to. So, you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Dodie would have to get some kind of deal where you cannot take us off like the NFL has. Right. Other yeah. Unless it's an emergency or something. Mm-hmm. I would think the same thing. It, you know, for this to work, I feel like it would have to be that exact situation because if you start giving people the option to take wrestling off, I mean, you could see a lot of local areas or people in charge of TV stations around the country. Oh, well, I don't know. Wrestling isn't really that grand. Let's go ahead and play something else that we really feel is more important. You know, that could be a big, big problem that would definitely defeat the purpose of having Monday Night Raw on national television. I think, though, that we'll have a situation where they will be in play. They'll have to be played every Monday night, and that will be huge competition for Monday Night Football. And the reason I say that, a lot of people have cut the cord 
Mm-hmm. And yes, you can go find the, the streaming broadcast of Monday Night Football on your computer without owning ESPN, purchasing it through an app or any well, other and way. Well, then you can't even watch it on your phone mm-hmm. unless you have Verizon. So yeah, because uh, of the NFL's deal, so you can only watch it either on your uh, computer or on your TV. So. Mm-hmm. There, that gives you even more reason to watch it without the cord. Yeah, exactly. But you know, my point being though is, I mean, you know, anybody who cuts the cord, the antenna, wherever they have, they can always get money. Not easy. They don't have to purchase ESPN. No matter how it is, able or through the app or whatever. And so that once again is something that would be really wise. It would be something that would really be in people's face and maybe make people. Start to watch wrestling a little bit more. Though it's local, right? They can always watch it. They don't have to worry about USA or whatever. So, I, I for also Hulu. You know, we know Hulu does a lot of the Fox programming as well. They do WWE programming. They don't do Raw unless it's two hours. Uh, and now with this situation, they can play the entire show. They don't do the three-hour show like they do on cable. So, I think it's really cool. I think it's something that would definitely be a big competition for Monday Night Football. Even though Monday Night Football may still edge them, I, I think it would be bigger competition. Now, this whole thing kind of goes back to Vince, though, right? What Vince wants to do. Vince is a money guy. He looks at how much money's going where, what's going on. And, you know, we were talking about that Vince may sell. Paul, I mean, we're understanding that there's a, a, a small window here, but there is a possibility and something he would be more interested in when it comes to those dollar signs and why he would sell his majority stock. Because he really wants to stay in control, even if he sells a lot of his stock away. Right. He The smaller pieces thing, obviously, is so he can continue to finance the, the Alpha Entertainment deal, which we've talked about in length on here about possibly being involved in football, whether it's buying the Panthers or whether it's opening up his own league or something like that. Uh, and, and in this case, it, it, the the source that I'm reading says that uh, it would have to be a UFC level offer, which uh, UFC sold for three and a half billion dollars. Uh, so if any, if Fox is willing to pony up that much money, and and I don't think they would, uh, Vince is gonna probably still be in majority control and all that stuff. Another interesting part about this too is is how this would affect the WWE Network because. Uh, as, as I said, UFC fills up so much time across uh, Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2 that they would go to WWE for content in this situation, which means you could possibly see, uh, obviously, you'll have 205 Live over there and, and possibly even uh, NXT and, and other stuff that you see on the network. And maybe you see quicker turnarounds on those shows ending up on the network uh, because they would have to rework the, how the deal works between TV airings to showing up on the network as far as on-demand content goes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing too that they're losing to Turner is also they're losing uh they're losing the Champions League too mm-hmm. starting next year. So that's another time frame where they need content. Uh, aside from whatever, you know, and they they would also air replays uh of that on uh the FS2s and and FS1s like late at night, so that's also something that Raw could do. Or SmackDown could do, or whatever, so they could air replays uh, of those shows to take up time, which obviously also improves uh, their ratings and and everything else. So, sounds like a good deal for WWE. Just, uh, 
they won't get the access on on having all the the different Comcast channels that they're on, right? I think you would get you'd still have like the Fox Deportes that they could have the Spanish stuff on. But I feel like depending on how that works with you know, Disney owns like FX now. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't get the getting to be on say like I think they have the Okay, they get to show in Spanish on Universal, and they get to be on that Universal channel, and they get to be on some other stuff sometimes. Uh, they won't get that much outreach as far as um, as far as far what they got with NBC, but it's interesting uh, how that would work, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot to this. And mm-hmm. once again, this is all speculation. You know, this right. is not fact. I, I, I don't want people to think that we're going with a story and then two weeks later find, oh, there's a new deal. Well, plus, there's also, I'm pretty sure Comcast and NBC might go after them hard, too, because they are very, very reliant on WWE. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, they lose WWE. We're talking about Fox getting a bunch of content. Well, USA and, uh, you know, that cable tier which has been one of their biggest channels for the longest time loses their main drivers Mm -hmm. so you know that's that's huge yeah that is really huge you know so we'll we'll continue to follow this there's a lot to this once again we wanted to bring this to everybody's attention because it is a, a you know a possibility and if it does happen well you've already heard our thoughts on it so Let's talk a little bit about this mixed match challenge. And to be honest with you guys, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be kind of interesting uh, to see how this whole thing works out. We've actually got our final bracket. It is for sure. It is in cement. So we are going to have this whole thing. I'll kind of quickly go through. We're going to have Finn Balor and Sasha Banks take on Shinsuke Nakamura and Natalia. The other matchup will be uh, we'll have Asuka and, of course, uh, no, yeah, ah, The Miz and Oscar, excuse me, taking on uh, Big E and Carmella. And then we'll have the next one. We'll have Strowman and Bliss. We'll have Becky Lynch and Sami Zayn. And then we'll have the next matchup will be Goldust and Alicia Fox. We'll be taking on Jimmy Uso and Naomi. We'll also have Elias and Bailey teaming up to take on Rusev and Lana. And then, of course, Apollo Crews and Nia Jax will be taking on the robed ones, Bobby Roode, and Charlotte Flair. So this one is looking like it's shaking out to be fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this bracket and seeing who goes through. Do any of these matchups kind of stick out to you guys? Anything that you're really kind of looking forward to in this first bracket? Uh, I don't know if anything sticks out as, like, must-watch. And, and to me, like I said, uh, when we talked about this on, on the Tuesday show, I'm, like, I think this is just going to be sort of a fun thing, you know, like... I, I'm not expecting anything huge to take place during this at all. I really think if they just go out there and have fun for 20 minutes, then it's going to be a good time. And I hope that really that gets reflected in not only the presentation, but you've seen it in sort of the segments, right? It's It's been fun to figure out who's going to team with who. They've been talking about, you know, fun team names and all this other stuff. So if you just sort of keep that tone, I think you might have uh, a real good time on your hands going forward. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be really fun, and it's going to be something that's you know going to have some special moments. Don't you can't take that away, but it, I think it's majority going to be about entertaining people rather than having a lot of serious storylines. Now they want ratings for this thing. It's obvious they want Facebook to see that what they're doing is worth something. So they're going to make this you know special. They're not going to completely strip this thing and make it you know Saturday morning cartoon. This is not what it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be I think you know. Full of great content. Now, Sean, I mean, there are some rumors going around. And one of the rumors is that we might see Asuka lose her first match in this Mixed Match Challenge. Just kind of bump the ratings up. I, I, I would hate to see that. That'd be kind of terrible to me. But what would you think, Sean, if you saw that? What would, I mean, what's your thoughts on it? Well, I think that's kind of dumb. But, <laughs> I mean, we also got to look at it from this perspective, right? Facebook Watch is not available to a lot of regions. So you're potentially putting this in a situation where you're you're already sectioning your audience off or a lot of you know they talk about how social media, you know, India's like number 2 and uh England's in this, you know, top tier part of it too and I mean so a lot of these places can't even watch the show. Mm-hmm. Uh through means that they can track, right? So, how much are you really going to get out of that? Yeah, you might get the attention from the Twitter crowd or something that might make them seek it out next time, but I don't know. I I feel like, I I get that you got to do something big on these things, but... I feel like that's going to wind up being such a waste to, and it's also in a tag match like this that really count. Yeah, I, I haven't a clue. I, to me, I agree with you. It, it would, it's, it is a very stupid line of thinking when you could build this up into something more instead of just a temporary ratings bump for something that you don't know is going to be a success or not yet. You know, I think, uh, you're doing this basically because Facebook approached you with a bag of money. I'm assuming it said, Hey, make something. They go, okay. So uh, to give this away on that seems like a very bad idea. I mean, we have yeah, seen I'm some right there successful with you guys. on it, right? Because that, you know, I mean, LeVar Ball, everything he does works right now. But he is one of those things that can show, hey, I have a show on here. It's it's doing some business. So that chance is there for WWE too. just this is a whole different ball game. That it, this is not one of your core shows that you're putting on Facebook. Are people going to care? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, we just don't know how it's going to turn out. I, you know, being on social media, it's definitely going to get some hits. People are going to be paying attention to it. Mm, but you know, having someone in Oscar's position lose on it just does not do her any favors. I don't care what kind of ratings you're going to get out of this, and I, I just think this uh, it honestly doesn't make a lot of sense. It just to me does not feel right. I think you guys are completely right on that. So, um, but I, I'm still you know once again uh, looking forward to the mixed match challenge and everything it's going to offer us. I wanted to mention something really quickly here because we haven't talked about it in a while, and it's something that I think doesn't even be noted. Uh, David Otunga, we probably the last time I think we spoke on it, uh, he was going to be charged or possibly charged for domestic violence. And Jennifer Hudson was claiming a lot of things about him. Well, we are getting word he is not getting charged. So just want 
throw some things out there to kind of let people know it is official that he is not getting charged. He, you know, allegedly did these things. So we didn't say he did or didn't. Um, but it's kind of interesting, this whole story. And, I mean, Sean, as we see, I mean, celebrities get lots of leeway or they don't. You know, it's it's one or the other. There's no in-between. So right now, Jennifer Hudson, I think, is ready to move past this possibly. And uh, sure, David Otunga is too. I'm sure he is. Uh, being implicated in something like that is big deal right now. Uh, you know, considering in other wrestling circles, this is still being talked about, and it got blown up again today. So, like, you know, it's let's let's hope that this really stays on the we're not going to charge him. This is not going to be a thing, and we can move on because. That really would stink for him to come back to WWE and then, oh, he's gone again uh, from from WWE because of something like this where, you know, we've seen WWE has no tolerance for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. It's great news for him, obviously. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, hopefully there is, you know, this is all true. Like, there is nothing to find here, as the police report has said. So, um because God knows we don't need another police incident with them covering something up in relation to <laughs> to stuff like this. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, I just uh, we have to mention it. I, I wouldn't mention it if it wasn't relating to a guy like David Otonga, who we've talked about quite a bit in the past. And well, him being put in a bad light and being kind of cleared of it, that's at least better news than reporting the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, getting charged, you know, it kind of sucks for him. So. You know, whatever. Um, at least he's doing his thing. Uh, let's move on, though, past all that. Let's talk about something else that's a, a, a big bummer. Uh, and that's that we recently found out that Samoa Joe was injured on this past week's Raw. He got a foot injury. Uh, a lot of people are kind of speculating that it's plantar fasciitis, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like having needles in the bottom of your feet. Um, and that's a terrible thing. And, and we see plenty of athletes get put on the shelf for quite a while for this. It's a nagging injury. That really only heals if you have time off your feet. And uh, it's going to be kind of hard for a guy like Samoa Joe, who's about to go into the Royal Rumble. So that possibly means we won't have him in the Royal Rumble, which is terrible. Uh, Oh, man, I was really looking forward to Samoa Joe and all that. Mm -hmm. So that really sucks. That's a huge bummer. And we may not even see Paige. Paige is still not really cleared to get back in the ring, so she could be missing out on the Women's Royal Rumble. These are two I think major hits to those Rumbles, Paul. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this on Raw. Joe coming out with all that fire, talking about him targeting John Cena primarily in that Royal Rumble had us all kinds of giddy, and uh, that has seemingly flown out the window in a matter of hours. So that's very depressing. Not to mention, I, I mean, uh, we're all Joe fans here. I, I'm pretty sure I can uh, feel safe in making that assumption. And, and anytime this guy isn't on TV, it's Raw's a little lesser for it, if you ask me. And, you know, Paige, if she wasn't looked at as being one of the favorites to win that Rumble, um, just due to the whole Absolution storyline, even though it's sort of taking a hit in light of quote unquote making history again, um, you know, the, her being out of it surely is going to shake up a lot of plans they might have had for that match, too. So who knows uh, with Paige? That, that that one, I would say, is probably more day-by-day day than, than Joe is right now, who, like you said, has to probably stay off his feet for a couple of months. 
Yeah, this sucks always to have to lose somebody as big as Joe, which whether he's going to win or not is is what it is. But I think uh, this is somebody that you know the crowd would have really enjoyed seeing there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have had uh, somebody really go after uh, this is Philly. So, I mean, you could have had maybe Joe becomes the guy that they cheer for after he gets eliminated too. You know, who knows? I mean, maybe this works out for Vince in that way, but uh, sucks for him. I just, you miss a big event like this. It's, it's never a good thing. No, you're completely right. And I think Samoa Joe, it, it, this is the worst part about it is the fact that he is older, right? And the fact that he only has so many more of these in him. And I just hate to see him miss a big moment like this. Now, I, I'm not going to go out there and say that I really felt like he was going to win the Royal Rumble. So maybe it's not so bad, but being a part of the Rumble does matter. Being on the stage, like Sean said, it, it really, in Vince's eyes, you know, means something. So for him to miss out on uh, such a big event, that's a huge hit. A bummer to us, a bummer to him. And I really hope that he gets better soon because I want to see him in Mania. I want to see him do something big. Uh, well, who knows what's going to happen from here? But I just hate to hear that. Paige is one of those big losses, too, to the Women's Royal Rumble. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to be sexist. I'm not trying to be so I'm just being very honest. With the Men's Royal Rumble, you're going to have a lot of stars, a lot of guys that have been cemented as meaningful guys that have been away from the ring for a little while, sometimes appear, big pops, lots of those things. And the Women's Royal Rumble is going to have to match that. And they don't seemingly have the big part of the show like the men do. That's obvious. So a lot of them haven't been built up to those status as some of these guys have been built up. So WB is looking into, you know, doing some other things to spice up the women's Royal Rumble. They're looking at bringing a lot of the NXT talent up to kind of help this rumble. So a lot of the females that we've been watching week in and week out on NXT, or maybe some of the May Young Classic people, uh, will be joining uh, this rumble for the women. And the thought is, is maybe they'll be trying to get in touch with Molly Holly and Michelle McCool. Both have been reached out to by WWE. So those are a couple surprises that possibly could show up. But I mean, uh, Sean, I mean, I, I think I, I'm trying not to be you know bad on that, but I think I'm got a point here. Yeah, uh, I mean you're not wrong in that. Like this is a, the the women are gonna have a struggle to keep their attention, and past certain women that get in there. I mean it's just like the men though, right? When you start getting the guys that don't, people know aren't gonna stand a chance. They don't really care. Uh, they might latch on to a few here and there, but for the most part, uh, you know. They're really not, but I think the women have a bigger problem, and that's why I feel like, you know, of course they're going to bring back some of these older stars to get attention. And I think you need, say, a Molly Holly or whatever, because part of the Rumble's appeal is bringing back stars that you haven't seen in a long time. I mean, as much as the Bellows are cool, I mean, you see them on Total Divas all the time, and you, uh, you see them with Cena or Brian or whatever so it's not like they're out of the limelight i mean you can go on their youtube channel really quick and see them so getting a michelle mccool which would obviously you know bring up undertaker rumors and then um or molly holly to show up would would be kind of cool considering 
Yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, you could argue about their importance and uh, to to everything, but I mean, they're both women who can probably still go. I think is the important part here too. And uh, I like I said, I really hope Beth Phoenix is on this list too. Um, and, and I think the current number of women in the match right now stands at seventeen. Um, so they still have some room, even though all of SmackDown's entrants are done, as per the last episode of SmackDown. Raw might still have a few up their sleeves, so who knows about all that, too. But there's, there's also talks that you can expect nine women from NXT to show up in this Rumble as well. So um, that that's really cool, too. And, and as you said, you talk about lulls and, and stuff like that, and, and they might have the advantage of being in Philly with this, but... Um, some of the women in NXT might not have the name value that you're sort of expecting, so that that's sort of more dead air I think you probably are worrying about there. Yeah, possibly. But when the Bella Twins show up, of course, you know, they'll probably announce theirs at Raw 25, the 25th anniversary for Raw. Mm-hmm. Both Bella Twins announcing themselves as participants in this. It won't be a big surprise, as it would, but it makes you also wonder if they're going to help any with that, because you know they. Let's be honest. We're, we're not just giant fans of the Bells ones, but they do have a lot of the female fans behind them, mm-hmm. and you know, so that could help. But who knows? I mean, I, I think it's going to be really interesting too for the fact that you know, being sisters, to see them help each other out in the match, things like that. You know, twin magic and all that. So, I, I think that there are some highlights to this, but I, I think it's going to be like you said. A struggle at times because I think the crowds can be like, "Well, who is this? You know, well, who is that? I don't know the NXT star. I don't even watch NXT." That's the problem you're going to deal with a little bit if they have nine different contestants in that rumble from NXT, right? Mm-hmm. So it it's, it may be a challenge, but I think it's still going to be something special. I think people are going to be introduced to some people that maybe they haven't seen some young ladies that i really think that it could show them why they should be watching nxt i'm hoping that's one thing i really do hope i hope that it's part of this whole factor so um i you guys have mentioned it i you know trish trash would be another one to be great to see right i mean that'd be a lot of fun to see her come back we've kind of seen lee to do it but trish stratus has you know some name value that i think would be a big part of this show if she was able to come back I um I honestly think they might be a little silly if they haven't invited Trish, even though I know she's still got uh, a baby at home. Uh, I mean, if you can't get her out there, then I understand, but you got to try with all your might, I think, to get her in this at least. Mm-hmm. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, you know, we're talking about all, all this stuff. You know, Royal Rumble leads up and starts the whole road to WrestleMania, and it's going to be a, a lot of fun. This year's WrestleMania is going to have a a lot of different aspects that I think we'll be just super excited about. And there's a few things that around WrestleMania weekend we have to deal with. And one of those things is talking about the Hall of Fame, right? The Hall of Fame is always a big deal. And who's going to be announced for it? And we're looking at a few sites out there that are kind of pointing at Bill Goldberg and saying he's 100% going to be the headliner for this year's Hall of Fame I've always been a Goldberg guy. I'm totally on board with that. I have no problems with it. I know he's a WCW guy, but I still think he matters. They're obviously willing to let him beat Brock Lesnar at some some point. So I think that they still care about him. Paul, I mean, I I don't think it's a bad headliner, especially if you're going to fill in some of those other gaps with maybe people have not really thought about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, the recent title run is going to help out with the with the newer fans, and and for the older fans who still have all those fond memories of him crushing people in WCW, 
you know, uh, I mean, it's going to be a good time all the way around. So I, I don't have a problem with this either. Um, I mean, you could maybe look at his WWE career and go, really? But, I mean, everything, his impact on wrestling still fell to this day. So absolutely deserves this. Yeah, I don't think you can uh, argue at all uh, with with Goldberg uh, being in. Or it's just from his WCW stuff alone. Uh, what he did in that company to be one of the only guys during that Bischoff era to get over and that was new and make the run he made. And I mean, when you think about streaks, that's the first guy you think of, even with Oscar breaking and all that stuff. I mean. That's the guy. I mean, you, when you think about crossover guys uh, from the sporting world or whatever to come in and to do something in wrestling, you're he's one of the first guys you think of. of oh, he was a former football player. He came in. He showed that you can have all this stuff. You don't have to wrestle for 20 minutes, and, and you can have a character that just works. I don't know if that would work. And it actually, it's shown he set that he set a standard that like now is still followed. Of okay, have a bunch of squash matches and get this guy over by just whooping people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they did it with Braun Strowman. They did you know they tried to do it with Nia. It didn't necessarily work, but they've done it with quite a few guys. And Goldberg was really that guy that I mean, there's probably been others, but in the sort of from you know, attitude error on, that's that guy you think of when you're talking about, oh, man, okay, let's have him go through a bunch of guys on the roster till we feel like he's ready to go have a main feud, and maybe he gets over, and there's there's people that have done that, and, you know, so it's a big deal for Goldberg to finally get that recognition, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm r- really, you know, hoping that, you know, when this whole thing comes down, I hope that he has a presenter that is entertaining and exciting, right? Uh, so that's one thing that I think is a part of this equation because I think, you know, it scares me uh, that, you know, he loves his son, which he should, but it scares me he's going to have a shirtless son come out there and introduce him <laughs> and do his. It, it just terrifies me. Like, uh, it's just awkward. So let's hope it's not his shirtless son. Uh, let's hope it's somebody else. I, you know, I could throw out a bunch of names from WCW that I think would be great. I mean, you could give Bischoff the opportunity. He's done this before, presented somebody. You could give other guys like Carl Malone or somebody like that who had a history. I think Jay Leno would be perfect because him and, you know, that thing was Bash at the Beach. That was awesome. So, I, I don't know. I, I think you have to have someone that really helped him to, to be that lead-in to Bill Goldberg. Because Goldberg's great, He's a, you know, as a character, but... Him just talking up there, I think, especially headlining the show, may start to wind people down. So, I, I love him to death. I feel like but. he got better with WWE giving him the lines. Yeah. Uh, but when he was ad-living, yeah, he was bad. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, on his podcast and different things he's done, he's just very serious. He's very serious about everything. So... I think he's got to have uh, hopefully some, you know, a speech in front of him or something. But I think a great lead-in would definitely help him. So let's hope that happens. And I, mean, I would think that he's also smart enough to know that maybe he just needs to keep it short and sweet, and you know, just leave it at that. 
You know, and if he goes a little long, you can always have Kevin Nash come and stun gun him, you know? <laughs> With a taser, you know? Hit him. Fair point. So, But, yeah, we'll see. You know, WrestleMania is going to be the big factor, though, of course. It's it's the whole thing. It's, it's what everybody's leading up to that weekend. And Undertaker still doesn't have an opponent, which I, in my personal opinion, doesn't need one because he doesn't need to wrestle. But, you know, if he's going to have to and he feels like he needs to, he can pick up those gloves and that hat and do it again. Uh, but there is a lot of thoughts still that Undertaker is going to take on John Cena. I, once again, I, I, Paul, I don't need to see it, I, but it, it's what it is. It's what people are going to happen. Uh, it's what people are thinking is going to happen, excuse me, at Raw 25. Uh, it's Undertaker over at the Manhattan Center looking for an opponent, and then here comes old Big John Cena. Uh, so uh, I would have been much more preferable for me to see this three or four years ago instead of now, but if Taker still thinks he can go, I'm okay with this. I, I don't know if that necessarily needs to happen, but, I mean, the dude's got so much tenure and so much respect, I mean, worldwide. Y- you tell him no, Gary. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't either, but, uh, gee, Sean. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've been one of those that keeps saying, like, how many times are you going to have Undertaker, you know, have a match and say it's his last match or whatever? I mean, how many times are you going to get the opportunity to have it be the perfect ending? And then, oh, we're going to have another one. I feel like, okay, we couldn't do this thing in Taker match, so we're going to do Cena Taker because we've been trying to do it for like two years. And let's just do it. Because, you know, now Cena's a part-timer. He's not doing anything totally important. Just, uh, I don't know. I just, it's kind of like, if it would have happened two years ago, maybe I would have cared more. But it's just, I, I think it'll be a great spectacle and everything. But you talk about there's a chance that this match may not be that good. There's There's that chance, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the older Undertaker gets. Yeah, I, I think that's where I'm coming from. I think that's where my just lack of interest and just ugh, about the whole thing comes into play. I I, I love Undertaker, I, I but it just uh, doesn't fit for me. It just doesn't work. I think it's been done. So, well, uh, let's move on from here. And let's talk about Matt Hardy. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I heard a lot of dead air, making sure you guys could hear me. Uh, so Matt Hardy apparently has got a deal uh, with Anthem Sports to get all his core components of the Broken Universe. So Vanguard 1, we could see it on WWE television. That's right. That dilapidated boat, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, it's still available. It's now Oh, usable. I'm so excited. Yeah, Rebby, um I can't believe I'm forgetting Rebby's Senior Benjamin! Yeah, of course, Senior Benjamin. Jesus. Uh, all of that stuff, a part of this deal, which is great. Um, you know, because originally he would have just had the rights to sort of just his broken character. That's sort of all been reached out now. I would assume Jeff also can be Brother Nero again whenever he comes back, if they so choose to go that route. But 
Th- this is great news. Um, e- even if it's just sort of a WrestleMania deal where he's got the whole kit and caboodle out there, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, God, I mean, this is what we've been waiting for, right? For him to have the the whole shebang out there. Uh, I wonder if WWE would be okay. I still don't know that he would be okay with the him having Maxwell out there. Uh, but, uh, so you know, having... Out there with his kids, but Matt can't? <laughs> you know, Shane is different, though. You know, Shane's a big man. I get it, but that's where you call BS. <laughs> yeah, I know I agree with you. That's where you call BS, but I wonder. Uh, just, I, I think it's going to be funny just to see uh, Revy on WWE TV. Is she going to say something that they go, uh, well, maybe... Maybe we don't put her on TV anymore, Matt. Mm-hmm. That, that was the one one shot you had. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's, as long as they can make this work, and you know, if if they can get some kind of a semblance of getting all the characters together and uh, getting to do the vignettes again with everybody and and everything else, uh, I will be happy. I just want to see it work for for him and WWE, just because. That's what he kind of came over for, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't know why, but at WrestleMania, I really want to see Matt Hardy just paddle the dilapidated boat down to the ring. Just down that big old long <laughs> ramp. Just paddling on down there. Uh, yeah. Yes, that would be for <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. It, it just dreams. I could sit here and dream all night about the things they could do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited about seeing this and seeing where they go now. You know, me and Paul kind of go back and forth on this every Monday night when we do the Raw review. I want to see it all now, and Paul has explained to me, you got to let it t- give time. you got to give it some time. You can't be impatient, right? So, in time. Yeah, if they give you the whole wad at the beginning, it's going to run its course a lot faster. Mm-hmm. That, I know. People won't know what to do with that. Like suddenly, there's four more characters, and there's a boat for some reason, and he's got a drone. <laughs> and why are we at his house? Like- <laughs> oh, Vanguard One is going to be amazing. Oh man, I cannot wait for any of it. I just really can't. But I, I get you guys. You guys are completely right. I'm just impatient. That's just the way it works sometimes. A lot of people have been impatient about this, and this is kind of fun and exciting to hear if you're a big Candice Michelle fan, but she has recently signed on for NXT. Uh, I, I believe you mean Candice LeRae, sir. LeRae, I'm sorry. Why did I say Candice <laughs> Michelle? Man, I am wow. going back you're in going time. way back in the... Wow! <laughs> Ah, damn. I, I, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. She's just got an email saying, look, you're back? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Hey, Candice yeah. LeRae, WWE, about damn time. That's that's really all. She's great. Wonderful wrestler. Great personality. Um, you know, I mean, she absolutely deserves this. I, I can't wait to see her on television. Yeah, I think this is really cool for her and for, I'm sure, uh, Johnny Gargano's been waiting a while for this to happen. I mean, she's uh, one of the best out there, so mm-hmm. uh, glad to see her finally be in NXT, and you know, I'm sure she will be whipping all those rookies into shape pretty, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that for sure. So that's some good news. Uh, what could be some other good news possibly is Gabe Sapolsky has signed on with WWE for a consultant role. Uh, this will not affect his work in WWN, uh, but I mean that's that's I guess some good news. I mean he's a, he's a, kind of a smart guy there. 
Yeah, he's been doing a lot of work for NXT on a handshake deal. Now it's it's all sort of official and, and certainly uh, looks to strengthen that deal between WWE and, and WWE. Yeah, it uh, will be interesting to see just what exactly if that if that comes out at some point. Is he consulting for? Uh, is he consulting on storylines? Is he just consulting around the performance center for something? Uh, just don't be for talent relations. We're good, Gabe. Just <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that to the people that deal with that much better. <laughs> oh man, very true, Sean. Very true. Uh, but yeah, that you know, that's at least uh, some interesting news there. Uh, one other thing that I really am kind of interested about is this news that came out recently that at Supercard of Honor, that's right, the big Ring of Honor show that happens at WrestleMania weekend could have another giant match, and this giant match could be Kenny Omega versus Cody. Now that's a, a pretty big matchup, Sean. I think that would be something that would definitely get people in the building. Uh, yeah, especially if they keep, uh, you know, playing that storyline out on that New Japan TV and ROH and everything else. I mean, you, uh, they build that up really well, just like they tease it at New Year Dash. Uh, I think we'll have a, a match that people are going to be interested in. I think just the, the moment that Bullet Club just boils over, that's all you need to put on there. And I think you're going to get people in the building. Yeah, the we'll have to find another hashtag for this, but certainly uh, hashtag Bullet Club explodes, um, tying all the way back to the WrestleMania Five stuff. It could be could be fun. I, I'm really looking forward to this uh, Ring of Honor, seemingly uh, as well as the Bullet Club, just continually trying to go out of their ways to find ways to make everything they're involved with that much more special and more successful than last year. So. Um, it's really cool to see this, and you're absolutely right, Gary. You want to talk about selling out a big building? This this could do it. Yeah, I, I'm right now just thinking about it. it makes me super stoked. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine as they build that card going in, it's going to be really fun. I think there's going to be uh, a lot more matches added to that Super Card of Honor that are just going to really get butts in seats. So I, I think this is awesome and some really good news. We, you know, of course. You're talking about some of these guys in Ring of Honor. We've seen Cody and the Young Bucks be working on this all-in show. We've been basically talking about for, I think, a month or two months now. And this is something that's, you know, been speculated on and kind of talked about. Well, we found out that it will actually take place on September 1st. That's right. We have a date. And we've already got some confirmed announcements on who will be there. We've got Adam Page will be a part of that show, Marty Scroll, Stephen Amell, yeah, the guy from Arrow, and Kenny Omega, all confirmed for that show. I, I don't think it's a bad way to start. And, uh, of course, I'll probably add some more big names, but, I mean, uh, that's a good thing, I think. I, you already got a name that's going to help you sell a lot of tickets, Kenny Omega. I mean, the dude's just absolute money right now. Um I'm sure there's a ton of Bullet Club fans already thinking that the entire stable is going to be on the show. I would tend to agree. Um, they're going to announce where the location is on an episode of Being the Elite somewhere down the road as well. So we'll have to stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, pretty exciting stuff. There's a lot of shows also happening around that time too. So this is going to be interesting how they deal with that as far as... You know, you got a lot of competition going on around the country. 
is that going to affect how well the sells and fans having to decide which show they want to go to and all that kind of stuff. It's interesting times for them, but I imagine that they're going to sell really well for like the first 5,000 and then that second 5,000 is going to be the difficult part for them. So right. bring in more guys like Kenny Omega and that people want to see. I think that gets uh, closer and closer to getting your 10,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's certainly going to matter on names for sure. Um, and, and like you said, once you get more, I'm sure you'll have a lot more buzz. But I do you still think they need to sell out to, to be considered a success at this point? I mean, I think if they get really close, mm-hmm. I think people will be. But if you're talking about they got to, you know, 6,000 or something like that, it shows still how far apart you are. Right. You know, and I, I think that's that's the main – I get that the main goal is to prove that they can have a show and it doesn't need to have some wrestling company's name on it. But also you're all, you're trying to prove that you can also have this underground movement be big enough to make WWE's lights turn on and go, oh, mm-hmm. they can get 10,000 people in an arena. Okay. Might want to figure out how to do something right. about that. But, I mean, I don't know exactly what they could do, but just, just saying, I mean, next time you might have a NXT show or WWE show run at the the same day or mm-hmm. in the weekend or whatever. And that means they're paying attention, which means you're getting on the map more. And that only helps those companies that are involved with that talent. So, right. Yeah. I, I think you get to three quarters full still. I think you can call it a success and you nailed it on ahead. I think this is a show that is meant to show that, um, you know, you don't need WWE, uh, to, to be successful or, just to show the strength of the independent scene right now, uh, which I think a landmark statement like that certainly is going to do the job pretty well, and it's going to take all the talk from from Twitter to something verifiable, you know? Yeah, and I think you guys are completely right about everything you've said. And all I'm going to say is if I had anything to do with this, and if the Young Bucks would allow me, I would produce a nice little segment, just a quick video for the internet, for Twitter, for wherever. And the video would be mid-show. We would have all the numbers of how many people showed up in attendance. And once we announced it, I would have Tommy Dreamer standing there and announce the number, you know, whatever it may be. And it's a very successful number. And then he just looks at it and says, WB, there you go. The independents matter. Suck it. Just very... <laughs> monotone just very tommy dreamer just deadpan just delivery suck it. Yeah. Just deadpan <laughs> suck it i just I, I think it's gold so yeah we'll have to see what happens but i think this is a big statement like you guys just mentioned for the independent uh scene and uh, hey i hope it succeeds i really do i don't see it do as much as it can for us to cover this more once we get more understanding of who's going to be on the card and all that so uh, let's jump into something else really quickly here. Uh, Kenny Omega has signed on for New Japan for another year. So we're going to get some more big matches coming out of New Japan with Kenny Omega, Sean. I think that's a cool deal, and I know Kenny Omega is excited. Well, yeah. I mean, anytime they can keep Kenny Omega around uh, to do 
more great business for them. It's a net net for everybody. And look, he's doing wonderful things with that U.S. title. I feel like Omega is going to start rivaling the, the talk about you know what Nakamura did for the IC title. Uh, if he can keep that going. So uh, the longer you keep him around, the more that can be a thing. If, you know, the New Japan makes the inroads in the U.S. that they want to make, and Kenny Omega's that, you know, fire starter for that, then that's that's a huge thing he can put on his mantle to say, like, I really took a Japanese company, made them big in the U.S., and that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, uh, basically, we can put any and all Royal Rumble and WrestleMania bed uh, rumors to bed for Kenny Omega until 2019. So, <laughs> good news yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. what they say right now. Well, I feel uh, like we're gonna be doing this every year. Like, oh, we get a maybe it'll be this year. Nope, he got signed again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Omega watch <laughs> every year. <laughs> yeah. Scrolling across the screen every five minutes. Nope, still, still New Japan. Mm-hmm. Still, uh, but no, I mean it's really cool, and I think New Japan definitely uh, is going to be uh, just at, at the top notch uh, as they can be with Kenny Omega on the roster. And and you know, saying that uh, they're going to be doing some other big things. They're going to be taking a trip to Australia. That's right. They'll be going in mid-February, doing a tour there. Uh, they'll be touring, of course, for four shows. Uh, we'll have them in Melbourne. We'll have them in Adelaide. We'll also have them in Sydney, along with uh, Perth. So that should be really fun. Uh, you know, Australia is a pretty great, you know, scene for wrestling right now. That they're really, you know, interested and really excited about what's going on in the world of wrestling. So New Japan going there is, to me, really smart. Yeah, uh, we, we've seen New Japan look elsewhere besides the U.S. as far as expansion goes, and that's Australia and New Zealand, um, who, at least Australia does, I'm not dead sure about New Zealand, but they, they have growing scenes there that New Japan's looking to capitalize on, and, and this is part of it, um, that we, we we saw the first step last year with Okada participating in, uh, in a match over there at Melbourne Championship Wrestling, so... Uh, it's nice to see that growth and, and just uh, New Japan looking to find as many different avenues as possible to, to get a foothold in. Yeah, I mean, we've heard them talk about this uh, already before. You know, Fall A has uh, tried to make uh, some inroads there various times, especially in New Zealand, and then going to Australia, I think, is also part of that. I just, I, this is uh, great for them. They need to make as many different uh, population centers for their fandom as they can. And, you know, you have the UK with uh, the RevPro uh, connection. Uh, you're you're trying to do that in the U.S. You know, you have uh, Singapore and Taiwan. And uh, now you can do uh, New Zealand and Australia and take advantage of having stars from that area right now uh, where you can really headline those shows with. So, uh, you know, that's an even bigger plus for you. Yeah, I think it's it's really exciting to see you know where New Japan's going and how far they're they're expanding. You know, really trying to do new things, which is very important for their brand. And I'm really excited to see what they do in 2018 and moving forward with this kind of stuff because this kind of touring is really smart, really really smart. Uh, let's talk about someone else who's going to be doing some traveling, Harai Kawatu is going to be going on excursion to CMLL. Uh, 
Paul. I mean, I'm sorry about the correction on, or correct me if I'm wrong on his name. I, I can't do these Japanese names. Hirai Kawado. <laughs> Hirai Kawado. Man, see, I told you. See, there you go. Uh, it's not the fun of putting Japanese names on there, Gary. Uh, yeah, I know. Is, <laughs> he's going on an excursion to CMLL after the uh, Fantastica Mania Tour finishes up on the 22nd. Uh, so fair voyages to him who is looking to be maybe the most, uh, anticipated, um, young line to go on excursion, um, and come back and sort of light the junior division again, uh, like, uh, Hiromu has. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, we've seen CML do wonders for Hiromu Mm -hmm. and, uh, we, for a, a certain extent, show and yo as well. So, you know. Hirakawato getting to go over there now is just another great guy getting to be in Simmel, get you know, hone the craft and come back and yeah, hopefully light that junior division on fire. Get it going. Yeah, that's really, you know, to me, uh, super exciting for him and it's gonna be, you know, cool to see him do his new thing in CML. It'll be really, really fun to watch. Well, something else that's going to be really, really fun to see is Impact completely change up things. That's right. They are going to be done with all the GFW hangover. They are moving back to the four-sided ring. God, I'm so excited about that. Uh, But they're also going to be doing some new (laughs) title belts. uh, So we'll get rid of that global Impact thing. Uh, And, of course, they'll be making a deal with Twitch, which they've already worked on. So they've got some big things coming up here, Sean. And, uh, I mean, I think for the better. Yeah, I mean, we've seen uh, some wrestling companies use Twitch, and it's worked to their advantage, uh, especially with uh, YouTube having their issues and and all that, and getting really stingy lately on on ad revenue. So that that helps uh, impact. And uh, the title thing seems like can we finally get a name that sticks so we don't have to keep changing the titles around? That would that would be a good idea. <laughs> and you know, the four-sided ring thing, I feel like, has been needed to be coming for a long time. Uh, but, you know, hey, well, we'll see how long that works. You know, they changed the four-sided ring before and then change it back. Uh, just just leave it the way it is, please. Just stop changing it. You know, I there. mean, they have, a, they have a lot of traditionalists in charge now. Um, so I, I don't wager, unless we have another major shakeup to impact wrestling's infrastructure, that they'll change back to the six-sided ring. I'm excited for the new title belts. I, I didn't like any of their new championships at all, so that that's some welcome news there. And and Twitch is a, is a big thing now, and I, I, I don't want this to sort of get short-sold or brushed under the rug because, uh, as Sean said, it's, it's worked out for, for indie companies. Impact is, is a little bit bigger, um, and they're talking about making specific content for that channel as well as whatever else happens to end up on there. So interesting, interesting stuff, and that Twitch thing uh, certainly is something to keep an eye on. It really is. And, you know, it seems as we go on and we get the shakeup that this happened, that some of these decisions are more level-headed, at least from the outside looking in, in such a quick time span. But I think at least there are positive changes, and I think there are changes we're all excited about rather than dealing with some of the things we've been sick over. I'm just I'm just happy we got some things changing up there. Uh, well, you know, talking about their roster, they're still kind of churning it, and things are kind of coming into play, or they're, they're take, getting rid of 
dropping some stars or gaining some stars. And as we speak uh, at this moment, because this keeps changing, uh, one episode is this. The next episode we do, it's that. Laurel Van Ness, as we sit here, uh, is apparently not going to stick around as long as we thought. We thought she was going to end her contract out and then move on to another promotion. Well, as of uh, the end of these tapings that have been airing, we are no longer going to see her on Impact Wrestling. She'll be done with the company. So who knows what happened backstage or what discussions were made. But yeah, Laurel Van this is going to be done pretty soon with Impact. I mean, Paul, it's really interesting for the fact that, like we've seen, she's the Impact Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about, you know, of course, that means she's going to lose it. That's obvious. But uh, how do you feel about them losing her? You know, um, they, they've made a lot of other signings, and, and one of them has uh, certainly been spoiled already, if you've been paying attention to that. But I, I didn't know if we really want to talk about that here or wait for it to, to come around or not. But, um yeah, it's harder and harder, I think, to get a grasp on what they're trying to do because it seemed like they were all in on the move to Canada, and now it seems like it's not so. It seems like they're going to go back and forth between Canada and Orlando still. So I haven't a clue. I, I don't know if Laurel's a giant loss for him. It is somebody that the company has invested quite a lot into, though, so I'm sure that kind of stinks disappointing our, um, creatively and all that for them. But I don't know if it's a, a, a giant loss. I enjoy Laurel Van Ness's work, but I, I, it's not earth-breaking or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not earth-breaking at all. <laughs> so, I mean, somebody being done with Impact is like, all right, they're done with Impact. We're good. Did anybody really care? We will move on to the, you know, like it's like they lose so many people, and then they will go and sign like five people at the same time. So it's just kind of like, all right, you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's supposed to coming like that tree that falls in the forest kind of thing with impact. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If you can't bury somebody, Sean just did it. Uh, but <laughs> that's funny. No, it's true though. It really is. I, I'm not discrediting what you said because it is kind of the truth. Um, and I'm fighting myself. I so badly want to get into this spoiler that Paul's talking about because I, it's almost like I just want to talk about. It. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't break that because if people are watching Impact, oh, uh, I mean we can. It's what? everywhere. The, okay, like go the ahead. Five people that are go ahead watching <laughs> oh, it. Then I listen to this that. show. Go ahead, Paul. Can I tell? Because I want to hear your point and what you had to say about Laurel Vanessa leaving and why this signing matters. So, so uh, Impact has gone in and brought back Austin Aries, uh, who appeared on the most recent set of tapings and uh, instantly became their new world champion. Essentially, so um, when it, it sort of changes your perspective because Austin Aries is a bigger name. Uh, he's obviously non-Canadian. And it, it makes you wonder if, uh, you know, the, the, the move to Canada is, is, as I said, if it's if it's still going that way and Aries is just cool with it or, or what. But um, I also wonder, too, if the uh, the, the deal with, uh, with them letting the wrestlers keep all the, the intellectual properties that belong to them as far as gimmicks and stuff goes has uh, changed some minds, too. Mm-hmm. It does make you wonder that. And the one thing that is exciting is the fact that, you know, if you're an Impact fan, you've been following for years, you know Austin Aries very well, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're really excited to see him back with the company. I, I kind of am, too, for the fact that WWE wasn't really using him a lot. You know, it wasn't really doing anything. So this is cool. I, I like Austin Aries. I've followed him for a while, and 
I'm, I'm really happy with that. And that intellectual property thing that you were just mentioning, they signed Brian Cage on. So are we going to have him as the machine, right? I mean, is he going to be kind of like what we saw in Lucha Underground? What's he going to be? I think that's another great, great signing for them. I really do. I'm kind of curious to see how he kind of fits into that mix as well. Yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of people, obviously, from Lucha Underground starting to find their way over here to Impact, seeing as Lucha has opened the door for them to go out and sort of wrestle wherever to, to help make up for the fact that they're not going to have as much money to play with. And, uh, I, I mean, Brian Cage is one of the biggest names, I think, on the independent circuit right now. is insanely talented. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this as well, and, and Cage is, uh, I mean... If he gets to use the machine gimmick like he's been using for the last couple of years, then I, I don't think they're going to have any trouble getting this guy uh, to go places. No, he's a big dude who can fly around and do some, and uh, you know, throw you around. Uh, I don't think that's going to take uh, very long for him to get over there at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just that is. <laughs> This is, I mean, I feel like it's like, man, if they would only been able to do this like a few years ago, mm-hmm. how much a bigger deal I feel like this all would be. But I think the, the Austin Aries thing, at least is someone that was an impact before. Right. So it's not, oh, we're bringing him straight from WWE to have him win the title again. You know, mm-hmm. that joke that everybody used to tell about, oh, you signed him? You're a new TNA world champion. Right. Even though I wonder how long it's going to take Brian Case to be world champion. But, uh, you know, because I'm sure they'll do that storyline again where Austin Aries is too small. Uh, so, I mean, how long is it going to take that? So, mm-hmm. I uh, I just hope Lashley sticks around long enough to wrestle Brian Cage. That's that's really something yes. that just immediately popped to mind whenever this signing happened. We need, we need it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see it too and another big guy that's returning to impact is tyrus you know so he's deciding to join back now that there is new management and i don't blame him because i think the management that they got in place will probably actually use him besides him standing around and looking pretty (laughs) Uh, let's hope so in his case uh i know that's something he was very big on is not just wanting to be there to be there so we'll have to see what happens i you know tyrus i don't know if uh He's ever really moved the needle for a lot of people, even though I did enjoy Funkasaurus for a long time. So, <laughs> well, you know, if only he could use Funkasaurus and TNA, <laughs> or in fact, whatever, maybe he would do something. I, I just, uh, I feel bad for the dude. He's actually really smart, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, like the dude is is. Uh, just it just doesn't work for him when he's just oh let me be super serious and I'm the bodyguard and all right I'm gonna try to be cool now no it don't work either it's like you gotta be you know sometimes we make fun of you know Vince coming up with these ridiculous gimmicks for people they work for him yeah <laughs> he can't get anything else over I don't know if it's because of that but yeah yeah oh uh, you know. I don't know if it was him or the headphones that were getting over the last run, um, but he at least was there. And um, now he has come back 
We'll see if the headphones came with him. Uh, but no, I mean, uh, one last thing we're going to really quickly say here is Impact may be without Moose for a minute because he apparently got a knee injury in these recent tapings. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say anything too derogatory, but I don't know if it's a big miss or a, a big deal at the moment. But yeah, he's he seems to be injured. You know, once again, somebody else they've invested a lot of time in uh, and somebody who they clearly had high aspirations for and has found himself in a never-ending feud that went nowhere quick. So uh, maybe not a huge blow currently, but, I mean, maybe for long-term plans it's going to matter a lot more for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll have to see. I know Moose is, you know, definitely somebody I think they're interested in keeping around, someone that they want to do some big things with. But at the moment, you know, uh, especially with this injury, it's going to halt some of those things. So we'll, we'll continue to follow him and hope things get better for him. So, but yes, that is quick hits. Well, yeah, that yet. we. Not yet. Sorry, uh, th- I forgot about right. this and added it. The. There's a lot of rumors floating around that Billy Corgan is negotiating with TBS to bring NWA back on as a weekly TV series for that network. Um, and now Billy Corgan is working with Impact, too, to produce an empty arena match uh, at the Impact Zone sometime soon with uh, with Tim Storm. And uh, I think it's Josephus is how you pronounce his name. Um, as far as all that continuing to build on their their uh, YouTube and, and social media presence, the, the 10 Pounds of Gold show. So... I, I, the TBS thing could be a big deal if that comes around. Wow. I, I never thought I would see it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> wow. That is, that's kind of cool news. And I am very interested. Very interested. I don't know, Sean, I don't know if you are, but I, I think that'd be kind of fun to see. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool to have uh, wrestling back on TBS and to get more wrestling on TV, never a bad thing. Hey, if it can make NWA relevant, they're already doing a really good job of keeping themselves relevant with their, you know, news stories and interesting way that they're like promoting NWA again and everything. So uh, I think you got to give props to Billy Corgan for that. And look, uh, you know what? He just had a big deal with Impact. They had the the court case, all that. I don't know if it's Impact approaching him or him approaching Impact. But uh, you got to give him props for saying, look, I'm not going to hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. I'm just out here to make sure that my show gets some some pub out of this. And, hey, good on him. Uh, whether it's an empty arena match, maybe it doesn't get shown on Impact TV at all. Maybe it does. But, uh, again, we're good for Impact to get, you know, working with more companies. Not mm-hmm. bad for them right now. They need anything they can to to get themselves where people care, and maybe this might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the NWA's been doing the same. CZW, uh, they've been working with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, too, and now Impact. I mean, they just keep adding promotions they're working with, too. Yeah. And maybe they'll work with New Japan again. Maybe so. Yeah, that'd be fun. I hope ICW's in the mix, too. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, there's lots of cool things going on with them, and, you know, I'm really excited to see this stuff kind of come to fruition. Let's see what happens. Now we are hopefully or uh, I think we're done uh yeah. with quick hits. Okay. So, sorry. Uh and uh of course, you know, we are going to talk some impact wrestling still, but we got to talk about this week's TV taping. So, we're going to jump into that right now, guys.
boy, oh boy, Gary, there's no way to get me more excited about Impact Wrestling than opening with Dan Lambert running his mouth. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a, you know, right there hovering over the delete button on my TV, and I'm like, no, I got, I got to watch it. I got the show it. to do. <laughs> got it, got it. And, and, I, and I got close a couple of times, but no, I, I watched it. Uh, so Lambert's out here with Lashley. Uh, they have a moment of silence for the dearly departed James Storm um, and how he's lost his job and he's been here since day one and, and sort of smugly rubbing it all and everything's fa- uh, and everybody's face that's there. Uh, and so this allows him to introduce the newest member of American Top Team, which is KM, uh, and sort of upsets Lashley by saying that KM did what you couldn't do, and, and that was keep Storm down. So... Uh, this leads to, to KM and Lashley having some back and forth here. KM says he's proved himself, uh, and Lashley just continually looks unimpressed. Uh, but here comes Moose uh, looking to uh, sort of get some revenge, I guess, for his fallen friend now. Uh, and Moose uh, gets taken out eventually um, by Lashley after he makes the save for KM and uh, this brings out Eddie Edwards, and it's just all sort of chaos, and, and you already see where this is going. Tag team match player. <laughs> so much truth. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. Lambert is not really the interesting part, uh, of course. Uh, just throwing things out there, and I kind of tend to hear white noise as mm-hmm. he speaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think what the interesting factor here is if there is anything interesting out of this, is that beginning feud for last and KM. I think out of this whole thing, that actually does kind of make my ears kind of go up a little bit and, and feel like that, you know, at least there's something that's coming out of this. Outside of that, really didn't care. I mean, I, I, it's nice that they want to continue talking about James Storm and how he's been here since day one-ish. Oh, that, way, that may be trademarked. Wrong show. Uh, I know, sorry. sorry. <laughs> a, lot, a lot better stuff going on over there, I think, at least on this portion. Uh, tag team stuff. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> sad to say it. I think uh, outside of that, I just didn't care. Uh, this, 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 like I said, that's the only part I cared about. That's the bit. Yeah, I, I will say it is really nice to see KM getting a second shot at something uh, because the, the first go around with with Van Ness and uh, and uh, Congo Kong and, and all that with uh, with Sienna just wasn't doing anything for anybody. So th- this... This is a story that gets a lot of time on Impact Wrestling, so seeing what he can do with this opportunity is going to be really cool. And uh, like you said, the rest I I could sort of give. I like Eddie Edwards, but his involvement has been down recently, of course, since he's been touring with Noah. And uh, I think the feeling about American Top Team versus Moose has uh, been made in abundance. If you've been listening, is it's something that just bores me to tears, just because it's it's so uninteresting. It just does nothing for me. Yeah, I agree, and hopefully we'll be getting to the point where we just get rid of the completely this whole American Top Team thing, and it's just about Lashley, just about KM. That that makes me a lot better off, at least in this, because I'm right there with you. I love KM uh, getting his shot to kind of redo a lot of the things he was supposed to do in the beginning, mm-hmm. and he can actually maybe start off fresh in a way. But outside of that, I just scrap the rest of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, we cut back to the ring where EC3 is in there, uh, issuing an open challenge for his, uh, Impact Grand Championship. Uh, this, uh, 
allows him to sort of run down uh, Seidel as well, too, saying he's a choke artist and that he tries but always fails. Person accepting his challenge is P.D. Williams, and Gary, they have thrown out the round system, um, which I'm sure pleased you to no end. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so happy to see that there was no clock on my TV screen. <laughs> so happy. Yes. And guess what? The match felt like it mattered. Mattered. I kind of acted like I did not know what was going to happen because mm. um, I primarily, I mean, I didn't think that you know Petey Williams was going to win the Grand Championship, especially the whole Sidell thing with EC3. But at least it brought a little bit of a suspension of delete, uh, disbelief. So I, I think it was good. I, you know, a decent match, nothing just outstanding, but I think it was a good match. And just I'm just overall more happy with this format. Mm-hmm. Uh, EC3 does win here by DQ after Matt Seidel comes out to attack him after uh, PD attempts to dive to the floor and misses and ends up uh, hurting his knee, apparently. Uh, So something in storyline to watch out for because everything says that PD is fine after this. But, I, you know, there's um, this is basically here just to keep Seidel and EC3 moving forward. And and while that's fine, it hasn't hooked me yet. There's nothing... There's nothing that's really drawn me into this yet, so I really hope we have something big to sort of turn all that around. No, I agree. And, you know, here's the thing. Matt Sodell, super great talent. In the ring, he does everything he does. Mm-hmm. Flip around, just really entertain everybody. On the mic, on that level, yeah, you're just uninspired. Like, I don't care how close this face is to the camera and how much bright lights you can shine into it as he talks it it doesn't overcome the lack the lack of uh, quality I, I would say on the mic because I just I, I never can buy into what he's saying I I feel bad I'm not trying to be hateful on purpose I'm really not I would say if the, watch his WB stuff he did with him didn't inspire you didn't get you excited he's just not that grand he really needs a manager I'm sorry he needs someone to speak for him because I did not really get pumped up for EC3 versus Seidel by hearing him talk it just didn't do anything for me you know he's just a really chill dude um in general and in life and that's very much transitioned over to his character in wrestling and it makes him likable uh but this is a story that is uh hanging on mostly what he does EC3 is just playing foil here and even his ability to try to draw this story into being something hasn't really caught on 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 his part yet either. So, I it, it's sort of I I don't want to call it a background feud, but it's certainly secondary to I think a lot of what Impact's trying to do right now, and that's that's a little unfortunate for for both guys. It's unfortunate for both guys, but for where that title is and what that title is about, yeah. I, I understand. I understand it. I, I understand completely why. Um, but I am happy to have VC3 back. I'll say it that way. I feel like I got him back. I, I feel like the last, what, three months or whatever it's been since he's held that title, he's been in the background and not really mattered. So mm-hmm. it's good. That is for sure. This feud has certainly got him on TV more, which is great. So uh, We cut backstage where Allie cuts a big, fiery promo, promising she's not weak. She's coming for Laurel Van Ness. She is going to be your next Knockouts champion. Uh, we see Alberto Patron show up. He's all pissed off, too, for whatever reason. Probably a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> uh, Seidel says that EC3 
called him out basically, and uh, he arrived, sent a message, uh, and he wants EC3 to put up the title on the line in just a regular straight up 60 minute match uh, without all the grand championship rules and all that stuff. So, um, once again, don't know if that necessarily draws anybody in, but if, if this is the change coming to the grand championship, then I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And, Sixty-minute match. It seems like it could be a little long for those two guys, but I think honestly, like I said, Sadell's great in the ring. He can do pretty much anything. And EC3, we've seen how much of a talent he is. So I think together they'll do a great job. I think that the match itself will be a lot of fun. I just, I'm sorry, not a big Sadell guy when it comes to on the mic, and I just I'd rather just see the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we get this segment for uh, the Global Force Network. They have their match of the week, which is James Storm and Kurt Angle for the TNA World title. Just a reminder that this thing exists, folks, because uh, I think over the last couple of months, or at least the last month in general, you may not have known that it did. <laughs> yeah, that is very, very true. I, and you bring up a good point, and they need to sell it. They needed mm-hmm. people to purchase it. Yep. And not only that, it's always nice to have a, a, it's on Monday Night Raw every week to be on your TV, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I, and I mean it's it's nice to give people a recommendation to go out and look for stuff too. So that that's a that's a good way to go about it. Um, mm-hmm. next up we see Laurel Van Ness take on Casey Spinelli. I you know I the more I see Spinelli, the more I like her. She's just a very likable person. I think she's a great wrestler. Um, but she's very much here just to to make sure Laurel Van Ness looks great, and uh, she does. Laurel Van Ness takes this one with curb stomp and the unprettier. You know, you know, Laurel Vanessa Ness should, of course. You know, mm-hmm. there's a reason she should be the the, the knockout champion, and they did right. just that. But you're right, Spinelli is really interesting. I, I think she brings something to the table, and I think down the line we're going to see some bigger and better things. So, I, I have no bad will or ill and you know thoughts about her performance. I think she did just fine. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, in the post match here too, we also see Allie run in and uh, run Laurel Van Ness off. So clearly. As, as she mentioned in the promo, it's not over yet. And then we come to this this segment with Eli Drake, uh, where you have Adonis sort of hyping him up before he introduces him and all this stuff. And I think this is sort of the Drake stuff that I don't like, where he's so over the top with his gimmick to the point where you just sort of want him to go away. It's not fun. It's just lots of dummies, lots of stuff he said already. Uh, and this basically ends up with him uh, defending the title against Alberto El Patron and Johnny Impact next week, who come down to the ring as well. End up in a big old brawl. Eh. I like I said, the, the Eli immediately bringing in the over topness with the gimmick in a bad way really turned me off from this. I, I you know what I, I love. Of Eli Drake, and I'm mm-hmm. probably the only guy on this show that really is behind Eli Drake. I, I think a lot of him. I'm not, you know, not. I'm not going to say he's like, you know, in my top ten <laughs> wrestlers or anything like that. I just like the character. I like him. Um, but I will say you're right on this for the fact that <sighs> it's been the same thing week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about this with Paul Heyman on Running Out Raw. You know, Paul comes out and does his thing and gets it going and it's just the same old rehash thing so that's the same with eli drake i agree with you 
I wish they'd come out and do some other things, but they won't. Same with, I'll be honest with you, same with Patron. I, yep. I can only hear Patron talk so many times about the same stuff. At least when Johnny Impact comes out and does it, it feels fresh because guess what? He doesn't spend a lot of time on the mic. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he does, it's it's kind of a roundabout, a different way of saying what he wants to say the same ten times. Right. So I, I think that just comes with experience. I think that comes with charisma, personality, and let's just be honest, Johnny Impact he has it mm-hmm. um so i'm right there with you none of this did anything for me I, I i get it yes tag team play all that kind of stuff coming into play or a triple threat whatever they want to do or however they want to do it. it it all that matters is they just need to announce the match and let it happen all this kind of felt like a waste of time i hate to say that but it just nothing new came out of it for me paul yeah yeah i mean the the story is the same right these guys all want to be the champion and while there's been some hiccups along the way uh, to sort of, I guess, try to freshen it up, it's mostly just been the same stuff over and over again. That's just these guys wrestling. And, you know, that's that's fine, but there's no, you're not learning anything new about the characters, which is something I think I harp on a lot about wrestling these days. But if you're not elevating the feud and trying to get us to learn something new about a character from a program, then what's the point? You know, because I Eli Drake's the same, Patron's the same. Uh, I think Impact sort of, as you said, he's able to keep it sort of fresh in in a way. So I, I also just really like him too. So that I, that might be coloring my perception uh, as opposed to the other two as well. So yeah, well, you know, once again, I mean, when you got a guy that has had so much success on many different promotions, who has had a lot of opportunities to, you know, really just showcase that he's got it, that that helps out a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know. It is what it is, and you know, I, I you know, I, after all the things we kind of said about this episode of Impact, I, I don't think it was a, a just god awful episode. Uh, I think they had some things here. I just don't know if every bit of it was super super exciting. I think though they are getting better. I think though some of the things that they added, you could tell their improvements. They're they're certainly trying, uh, and, and I. Everything on this on this show is trying to get to a point, right? They're, they're, every segment does mean something, uh, and, and that's very, very nice. There's not a lot of throwaway in these two hours either. Um, and, and you get even these little side segments that sort of just used to be guys talking now sort of matter. Like you have, uh, you have Lambert here joking about Storm being gone and sort of crediting KM for it and not Lashley. So you have, you know, you're poking the bear there a little bit, which is nice. And you have this wonderful I – lo, I love the Park gimmick, by the way. The, adding in uh, Chandler Park to this whole thing has been wonderful. Uh, they're hanging out. You have Jimmy Jacobs show up, and they're, they're running down the uh, – he runs down Joseph Park for, for not being abyss anymore, basically, um, and just being a lawyer. Like, it's it's somehow lesser, you know? So <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joseph says that abyss is never coming back, and, of course, that means that he is at some point. And Jacobs, he's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I have the real monster now, which is Congo Kong, who comes in and and scares the living bejesus out of Ethan Page slash Chandler Park. So, I this is fun. Like this is stuff I can get behind. You know, I don't. It's not like Congo Kong's going to change the world overnight, and he's not a great wrestler by any stretch of the imagination, in my opinion. But I think he works in this role. And when you have foils that I think people are invested in, like the Parks, who are just these sort of fun, silly characters, it really, it makes it stick out. 
It does. You're right. And it, it can be silly and it's just entertaining. I, I think that people will kind of latch on to that. They kind of dig these kind of things. And mm-hmm. this is the kind of stuff that if, you know, let's just say you took this clip and you put it on YouTube or wherever you want on your, uh, you know, Instagram, whatever kind of video you can play. I think people around the world that don't watch wrestling would kind of find it fun. Exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, you know, that's kind of funny. See that guy, the way he reacted to that big old, you know, monster, mm-hmm. things like that. So I think this is kind of stuff they need to continue with. It may be hokey, um, but you know what? Some of the best things that has come out of Impact have been hokey mm-hmm. and just kind of crazy. Uh, so I think they need to continue it. I, I, I really, you know, enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I'm right there with you on that. Yeah, it certainly has its place on the card. Uh, and, and then I think that's something important to remember. So. Uh, we cut to this video package of OVE wrecking up LAX's clubhouse and stealing stuff from them. LAX comes back later. They're all pissed off, talking about wanting to end OVE and bring up a barbed wire match. Uh, so <laughs> that that escalated very, very quickly, Gary. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I'm going to say about all this. Whole- it's it's from um, hey, uh, let's 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 make a cake to. We're making a wedding cake. I'm like, what, what God? I what? just asked to make a cake. I didn't know. Oh, my God. How many tears do you want? Uh, so, yeah, that's the way this is thing. You know, this whole situation is kind of breaking down. And mm-hmm. I, I think they're probably doing this for uh, some reason. Uh, maybe it's they don't have a lot, a lot of time to tell the story they need to tell. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it escalated very quickly. And I, I will say this. I really am digging what's going on, at least when it comes to the both leaders of these factions, right? Uh, OVE, uh, they just really are weird, strange, but at the same point, you, you just feel the power that they have. And then LAX coming into Conan, the way he leads. I, I just think it, it actually is kind of interesting. I kind of want to follow it. I feel like it's a blood feud. It matters. So I'm I'm okay with it, and I like it, you know? I don't think I'm sold on this yet. There are parts of this that I think I've enjoyed. Um, and if this is sort of the sort of match that really lets both these teams break out again and sort of feel important, then, then that's great. But I, I think the quick switch to OVE and then the failed double turn is still sort of lingering in, in my brain and sort of just making me go, uh, uh, okay, well... I really hope you guys move on soon because this is sort of starting to tire me out. I can understand that. I really can. I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm a little underwhelmed with the fact that LAX all of a sudden lost a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It felt like they had like 120 people, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we've got five guys, I think, on our team. (laughs) And then uh, you're like, oh, okay, what happened to the rest of them? Did they like get killed in the drive-by or something? So um, it's weird. Yeah. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying it's weird. Moving right along. <laughs> I, I shouldn't joke about that, but I, I just really wonder what happened to the rest of those people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, at least they're keeping me interested. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. As I'm interested because of these little segments that they're doing. They're not out of the ring chanting and complaining or saying the same thing. They're showing me something new every week. I want to see that. I'm down. Mm-hmm. And that's very fair. That's very fair. Uh, we have this six-man match from the X Division here. Akeem Zane teaming up with the Cult of Lee, which is Trevor Lee and Caleb Conley, taking on Sanjay Dutt, Desmond Xavier, Garza Jr. Uh, th- this is fine. 
I you know it's nothing. It's nothing hair raising, exciting like you sort of want from the X division. Um, and you have sort of uh, they at least set up Xavier to look strong in his coming challenge for the X division title match because he does get the victory here with the spiral tap on uh, Hakeem Zayn, I believe. But it, it's uh, it's not really you know I don't know if this needed eleven and a half minutes. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. I don't think it needed 11 and a half minutes either. Um, I, I think they're really just trying to showcase these guys any way they can. I, I really feel like they want this division to be in the forefront at points. Really do. I think they want the exhibition to be what it wants by these new guys, by bringing uh, a lot of attention to each guy during this mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. And, that, that's fair, and I can understand it. And I understand that the past success of the X Division has brought to Impact Wrestling. I don't doubt that at all. Um, but I, just to me, it, it did kind of go on and on and on. I, I really felt that it could have been shorter. I hope it doesn't become a trend. That's my biggest fear, is mm-hmm. that this becomes a trend where they stretch out these matches just to do it. I don't think that needs to be the case. You know, the thing that made the X Division so successful was that they would let these guys go out there and sort of push boundaries. And this is just six guys going out there and sort of just, I don't want to say phoning it in, but it certainly does feel like some of these guys are just phoning it in. You know, they're just out there getting their stuff in and then sort of moving on. And, and that that's not necessarily going to bring you a whole lot of fans. You know, it's just going to be like, oh, okay, here these guys are again. And while I like a lot of people in this match... I can't say I'm like this is the reason I'm tuning in every week. You know, it's it's give me some give me some sizzle. You know, give me give me something, give me something crazy. I, I mean, not like you need to go out there and try to kill each other every week, but you know, I mean, there's not even a lot of dives in this, dude. Like, come on, that's a- yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong on that, and you know, I, I think that's what it, it's kind of weird because it feels like they try to have a, okay. Let's be honest. It feels like they entered the no-fly zone. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, that guy works for a different company. So <laughs> Maybe those I'm PowerPoint just presentations are more powerful than we imagine, Gary. I guess they, 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 they translate better in Impact <laughs> Wrestling. So let's, let's just stay away from that. Let's, let's actually get this X Division back to where it was. And, you know, I'm like Paul's saying, we don't want to see them kill each other. They have to survive to the next week. But l- give us something that's more entertaining. Give us a little bit of something that's going to make us say, oh, my God, did you see that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if it's a one spot, give us something like that to make yeah. us matter, to make us care. And I-, I think they can do it. I think they're just a little afraid to give it away too fast, too much too fast. And I can understand that, but you got to give a little something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ishimori shows up in the post-match uh, for a little bit of a stare down with Xavier. They shake hands. I, I'm still as I really like Desmond Xavier. I love Taj Ishimori as well. I think their match is going to be really good. So, looking forward to that next week. And even though I just went on that whole long spiel about none of that being memorable. <laughs> well, that wasn't really memorable either. Them shaking hands, but uh, you know, I, I'm right there. That, that match is going to be a lot of fun. At least I hope it is. If they if they on that match, a year to hear one uh, upset guy. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, Congo Kong takes on Chandler Park next week. We're also going to have that barbed wire match, uh, the barbed wire massacre between LAX and OVE confirmed. And that brings us to the main event. Lashley KM taking on Moose, Eddie Edwards. 
Uh, Lashley and KM end up getting your victory after a Dan Lambert distra- uh, distraction on Eddie Edwards, which allows KM um, to hit his big move, uh, which is the it's Project Champa. I don't know what he calls it, but uh, this is basically just to move everything along. Uh, you have Lashley and KM sort of having their their you know boiling thing come up a, a lot of times here, and, and Moose and Eddie Edwards are just sort of trying to hang in while fending off all of the American top team. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing, you know, really, like we said, it just is not anything super spectacular. It's okay. But I mean, I, I don't know, uh, you know what I was really into so much on it. You know, I, I think, you know, the America's top team thing, like I said, overly just puts me out of this whole thing, Paul. I, yeah. I, I just, ugh, it's, it's I just played uh, out. It is so played yeah. out. It drags his feet too much. I, I guess I'll say it that way, and it brings everybody else down. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's it's super. It's just it's played out. It's over. It's done. They really need to tie a bow on this. And, and if you want this to sort of continue on with with KM and Lashley, that's fine. You can at least move Moose on to something else because uh, he's getting nothing out of this now. Like, I the the point was originally show to show that he could hang with Lashley. And that is long since passed. Like that, that we're looking at that in the rearview mirror and thinking about the memories of that like two towns ago. Uh, so this is uh, this is something that definitely needs a change of pace. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It definitely does need a change of pace, and uh, they just got they got they got to get going with it. They they can't delay much longer on that. I think that they really need to work on it, and it's something that it's it, to me is it really important if you want him to matter. Exactly, exactly. This is somebody who they have a lot of high aspirations for, and Moose, I think, still. So uh, even though that injury aside, um, you know, you're not really leaving him with a whole lot to go out on or a lot of good feelings. It's just people, well, Moose is gone, like like we talked about. Like, that That sucks, but yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, you know, if anything else, maybe, I hate to say it this way, but maybe the injury is a <sighs> On the note of it's it's something that it could be a secret gift in disguise. Let's yep. get him away from this, and then he starts fresh. And we're then all of a sudden, oh, wow, this guy's great. Right, exactly. So. All right, are we now moving? That's Impact, sorry. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, I was <laughs> making sure. I, I I had a few cutouts here, uh, so on my end on the uh, audio, so I thought maybe it cut out again on me. Uh, but no, yeah, that is Impact. And, you know, of course, you know, once again, uh, we have got to do one last thing on this show, and that is crown a Superstar of the Week. Superstar of the Week. Do the thing, Gary. All righty. Well, let's start off giving a point away in this thing, and that is going to be to the Bullet Club OGs. Yeah, Tamatanga, uh, Tongaloa, and Bad Luck Fale uh, reclaiming those never six-man titles on New Year's Dash. And, uh, you know, they were only without him without a day, but they got him back real quick, and, and it was a fun match to, to boot. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, what's, you know, so exciting about this is the fact that, you know, New Year's Dash had had some of these really important matches that I think were, you know, some 
spectacular things taking place for them to get on our board here. So good job on them. We got uh, two points heading over to Minora Suzuki. Suzuki and his uh, group of goons doing the beatdown on Tanahashi, winning their uh, tag match as well in a, in a fun little chaotic brawl and staking his claim to Tanahashi's Intercontinental title, uh, which we'll see go down at New Beginning. So really excited to, to see all that happen. Yeah, um, boy, uh, I was, it's, you know, it's kind of funny, but Suzuki Gun really just made me thrilled. I was just having so much fun watching that beat down. Mm-hmm. So good job on them. Three points are going to be going over to Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, retaining their tag team titles in, in a really fun match uh, against Roderick Strong and Aleister Black and sort of continuing a lot of different feuds that uh, those guys have been having all across NXT. For sure. So really happy for them on this one. We got four points going to my boy Naito. Yeah, Tetsuya Naito uh, ends up winning the match for his team against Chaos. They all do the beatdown on those guys, uh, setting up a whole bunch of title matches. But the big thing, the earth-shattering news is Chris Jericho, Tetsuya Naito, they're going to go one-on-one at some point after this interaction at New Year's Dash. Uh, and we got a new hashtag for it, Gary. Hashtag O-Face. Because that's what we were making. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love my hashtag O face. Oh, man. And if it gets any further than that, be scared, people. Yeah. <laughs> There's talks of we, Jericho and Okada down the line, too, now. Uh, my head just exploded. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people so, did. <laughs> yeah. Well, before uh, I uh, melt, uh, five points are going to go to Marty Scroll. He is our superstar of the week, Paul. Uh, what a match he had with Flip Gordon this week on Ring of Honor TV. Maybe one of the best things we saw all week. Uh, certainly was, at least in my opinion. J- just a really, really great match continuing that story with Flip. But, I mean, Marty gets the win, and what a week he had, too. So, I mean, hats off to this guy. He's crushing it. Oh, definitely. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Marty Scroll won our Superstar of the Week because just today I couldn't get the theme song out of my head. <laughs> I was walking around. I went to work today going, whoop, whoop. <laughs> he doesn't so. even have to be on shows anymore, and people are doing that. Like It's it's nuts how over this guy has gotten in a short period of time here stateside, if you ask me. Yeah, I, it's amazing. But, you know, the credit goes to him. Uh, he's done a lot to, to get that over and get mm-hmm. people interested in what he's doing. So congratulations to Marty Skrull on being our Superstar of the Week. And, of course, congratulations on just getting over in general. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, everyone, that is our show for tonight. We've had so much fun, a lot of great things to talk about. I mean, like I said, it seemed like the wrestling world decided to throw up a bunch of news, and we covered it all. (laughs) Straight up vomited on us. But I'm glad. I love it. I love the fact that we had lots of interesting things to talk about. So, I mean, once again, we, uh, of course, will be having some more interesting stuff to talk about this next week. Uh, So I'll be looking forward to those shows. We'll have two, of course. Uh, We'll be back with you guys. And, of course, don't forget to go check out those review shows we do every week as well. Uh, They are a lot of fun to listen to. You're not going to want to miss the minute of the action. And the way to find it is to go on W2Mnet.com. Once you go to that website, you can find everything that we do and a lot of other great wrestling shows you're not going to want to miss out on. So please go check out W2Mnet.com now if you haven't already. And go hit that subscribe button, rate, and review over at wrestling of the max do that and you can also check out the w2m network we'll get you every single show that the w2mnet.com has to offer and please 
Go give some love and support to 411mania.com and lastwordonprowrestling.com, both great sites, both great supporters of ours, and we appreciate them. Uh, besides that, we are done, and we appreciate you for joining us for another great week of Wrestling to the Max. Until next time, though, guys, if you're not living life to the max... Not living life at all. You know it. Peace. The previous podcast is a W2Mnet.com original podcast. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports.